Welcome to EMG Transformations with Dan Stoll. Each episode will empower you to ignite your inner fire and provide methods to maximize your mental and physical performance. You never know how one valuable insight can make such a big impact. Please leave a five-star review if this episode leaves a positive impact on you. And don't be shy to screenshot and share episodes on social media that you find helpful so we can spread the message and make the world a better place. You never know who may need to hear and the impact it has on them too. We're only scratching the surface. There's so much more to learn. Subscribe and stick around to manage stress, improve your health, and create lasting lifestyle changes. Buckle up and get ready to spark your transformation with Nova Fusion. Welcome to EMG Transformations. Today I have the honor to feature the notorious Brett Knopf. Brett is a business strategist, performance coach, speaker, father, and mentor. He solves complex life and business challenges with his leadership skills to drive growth in high-performing professionals and companies. With over two decades of leadership and sales management experience, Brett shapes work environments to prioritize collaboration, transparency, self-accountability, and personal growth. I admire Brett's integrity and the way he holds himself and others accountable. He is a true leader, and I'm grateful to share some valuable insights with you guys today. Thanks for joining us today, Brett. And thank you. That was a tremendous introduction. I'd be lying if I say I didn't get a little bit of a chill as you were talking. So very cool. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. I appreciate you, man. You are just an amazing human being and you've truly impacted my life on a deep level, not only business, but uh, like professionally, but personally as well. And just developing my character, my integrity and, you know, my standards to just operate at a higher level. So wanted to thank you for that before we kick off this conversation. Yeah, and you are just a tremendous human being in your own right. Uh, As soon as we connected initially, uh, I knew you were going to be someone that was going to be a a valued member of the tribe for a long time to come. So I just love seeing your your growth and evolution and willingness to to spread the good cheer to uh, anyone and everyone. Yeah, that, that's what we're here to do. And I appreciate that, man. Um, so yeah, let, let's start with your backstory today. And, you know, what were some of those experiences and struggles even that shaped you into who you are today? Experience wise, I was very fortunate in the fact that I had a, a father that was really invested in making sure that we operate uh, as, as, as children with humility. Uh, we operate from this perspective of servant leadership, uh, do unto others as you want done unto you. And it wasn't words. Now I got to, I got to witness that through his actions in large part. So, you know, my father worked 90 to a hundred hours a week for, for most of his life. You know, he's, he's 
he retired and or, or said he was going to retire and unretire. He's like, uh, you know, Brett Favre when he was playing uh, quarterback for Green Bay. Uh, and he, he semi-retired down to 60 hours a week at you know, the age of like 65, 66, 67, whatever. Um, so uh, I, I got to witness him from a very early age in how he treated people, both his team members, because uh, he owned his own party rental business in Patterson, New Jersey, back in the 80s, 90s, early 2000s, uh, as well as as really anyone he came in contact with. So to see that outward focus on how can I make your life better? How can I bring value to you? Uh, whether that's a smile and a kind word, whether that's in the work setting, let me get in the trenches with you. Uh, let me never ask you to do something that I'm not willing to do myself. That was shaped really well um, in in from an osmosis standpoint, just being around guy like that and uh being in in that home and and work environment so experientially that was uh that was a big influence and and impact on me early on Uh, from a challenge standpoint uh i'd say the biggest challenge that i had throughout my life has been insecurity you know just that that imposter syndrome uh not feeling like i was worthy of the worthy of a, a lot a lot of things whether you know, financially or uh, emotionally or, or any of the above I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure why that's the case I do a lot of inner work um and I you know I work with coaches I work with cognitive behavioral therapists uh, I, I do a lot of those things to try to uncover it um and I'm still not like I said a hundred percent sure but historically that's held me back in the sense of playing smaller than I now know I'm I'm capable of, of playing. And I say that full well knowing that I've done some really great things with, with you know, really high-level organizations over the, the course of my career, yet it's still it's still festered. It's still it's, it's still there. And uh I'm I'm really proud and happy to say that uh, at the age of 42, the majority of that is is gone. And I credit our mutual friend Craig Siegel quite a bit, as long as as well as a lot of other people directly and indirectly with, with helping me recognize that you know I my intentions are always good in, in trying to elevate the people around me. And as a result, you know, I'm I'm worth whatever value is reciprocated uh by that approach. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that because I honestly wasn't expecting the vulnerability of the insecurities that, you know, you're still even shedding off a little bit today. And, you know, that's something that as our listeners right now, we can all relate with feeling insecure about something and, you know, not being good enough or why me or who am I to do this? And that's something that I've really had to shed off before I started my business. Even this podcast, I shelved it, the idea for like two years, probably until I finally stepped into that. And it did come from a place of big insecurity, but something that helped me with that is knowing that, you know, people out there who are less competent or less qualified are doing the things that you want to be doing. And they're only doing it because they're more confident than you. So it's like, okay, how can I level up my confidence and get out there and get in the arena and, you know, start taking that action? So 
I just like a side question, like what helped you kind of get over those feelings of insecurity? Yeah, it's, and it's cool to hear your perspective on it. Cause that I could have taken the same exact words and uh, said them myself. Uh, so spot on for me, it's been a lot over the last three years in particular, you know, I've, I've been on this personal development journey for a long time, but I was the quintessential guy who understood it conceptually, but wasn't either applying it consistently and certainly not internalizing those things. And when the, the pandemic hit and you know, the that worldview of, of uh, you know, what I was supposed to be doing professionally, how I was supposed to be doing it professionally, uh, got shattered, uh, let's let's call it, when I was now a, a new father of two young children in, in a 16-month period, I, I had to reevaluate things. And I, I really started taking inventory and, and self-reflecting. What do I love to do? What am I passionate about? Where am I strong? Where are my areas of opportunity? And I started writing. I, you know, I I've always liked reading. Always liked writing in general, but I had never made it a habitual part of my day to day. And when I started getting things out of my head and onto paper, it gave me the space I needed to to objectively evaluate these things. Because I've always been a, a coach uh, or leader, or you know, in those positions historically in my career, great at doing it for other people terrible at doing it for myself. So that was that was a big inflection point for me. And when I took that inventory, I was then able to see, okay, who do I need? What resources do I need to help me uh, accentuate my my strengths and start raising the floor in some of my, my bigger opportunities? So I invested, uh, the, the first big investment I made was into uh, Bob Proctor's program called Thinking Into Results with one of his, his consultants, uh, this woman, Millie Ristich. And she basically broke my whole model of, of goal setting and reality, a real paradigm shift in terms of getting away from the SMART goal model as, as the only way I, I set goals and going into this, what she calls worthy goals, these big, hairy, audacious goals. They're really looking at what do I want most in this world and starting there. And once I was able to really get that down, I could apply the SMART goal model and reverse engineer what do I need to do day to day, week to week, month to month in order to make that happen. And as I went through that program and, and, and one of the bigger first goals I set was I want to buy a house for my family. I have no idea how to buy a house. I don't know, but I'm going to do this by the end of April. This was in January of 2021. It came to fruition because I had a concrete vision. I had a compelling why, and I just started figuring out how to go about doing it. And to, to the point you made earlier, getting in the arena, you know, I would have been terrified of doing it. And that terror, that terror, stop me in, in place for a lot of different things in, in my life. Um, I got that quick, big win, and it's been off and running ever since. 
That's awesome. And a quote that I really love is if it scares you, you should probably do it. So leaning into that fear, like that's actually a place that we grow and, you know, that comfortable place that, you know, feels good. There's no growth there. But when we step into the other side, that's where, you know, life will give us things that we didn't, we can't even imagine right now because it's so freaking good. But, you know, if we don't step into it, we're never going to get to that place. So, you know, that's something that you had to do, (laughs) overcome those fears. And, you know, you're reaping the results because you took that bet on yourself to, you know, just keep on pushing and, you know, get in the arena as we're talking about. Yeah, it, it makes all the difference in the world. Because at that point, you accumulate data. You know, mm-hmm. Other than that, it's speculation, largely. So getting in the arena, starting to take action, uh, as long as you've got that that target in mind, and that's clearly defined, you're going to you're going to gather the information you need to know how to carve that path. But if you're expecting to just know all of the answers to how to get someplace right out of the gates, that goal is likely not worthy of you. It's not big enough for what you're truly capable of. And and that's a real paradigm shift from what I had ever considered. And I, now I've seen that play itself out uh, in a number of other scenarios uh subsequently and i I just again couldn't couldn't agree more that that's that's strongly how i believe people need to operate if they're going to truly maximize their potential yeah and that's why i created the emg philosophy or mindset however you want to phrase it experiences plus mindset equals growth because i learned from my experiences of having an alcoholic father and being diagnosed with Crohn's disease. But then I started looking at others' experiences and I learned that I can learn from their painful events the same way I learned from mine. And that's something that we're talking about right now is you have to go through those experiences, collect the data, learn new things, and then you can make a shift, shift your mindset a little bit and take that new action that leads to new growth. And you talked about really highly of your father and how he kind of showed you the ropes at an early age. And I love to talk about that, like on that mindset shift, because you were absorbing his experiences at an early age. So what was one of those biggest lessons that you learned from your father? Yeah, it's, it's cool to sit and and think about these things uh, where, where he's concerned, because He's just a, a a quality human being. You know, I, I rarely ever saw him, if ever, get angry. Um, uh, I just I saw how people responded to him. So the biggest thing that has has aided me in a professional setting is his his willingness to invest in other people that are supposedly by uh, title below him in, in the pecking order. So he's a business owner. He's got all these these people that are working for him. And it was never like that. And he had a partner in this business who it was like that for him. So I got to observe the uh, you know the, the difference in how the, the team members would respond to him. And this this guy, I'll call him G, um, the the employees would basically against their uh, something that's not even going to benefit them 
uh, they would spitefully not do what they needed to do because they didn't want to work for this guy. On the flip side, with my dad, because he would ask about their children, he would go to their holiday dinners, he would you know, make sure that he would uh, bonus them based off of effort, let alone results. They would run through walls for him. And it was this this the best concept that I ever got from him that I've applied throughout my entire career in leadership is nobody ever works for you. They work with you. And in fact, in a leadership position, you work for your employees. And to me, that's, it's such a great way of, of operating because when people see that you are, despite your title, clearly demonstrating that you are no better. You're not above them in any way, shape, or form. If, if anything, it's the inverse relationship. Uh, they are going to want to work their asses off on your behalf in terms of uh, the organizational vision, let alone you as an individual. So um, that stands out to me as something that I was able to observe and, and see servant leadership in action well before I knew what servant leadership actually was. Mm. Yeah, and hearing all this, it, in another words, it sounds like leading by example. <laughs> and so that's exactly what he was doing. And, you know, just to expand on that, like, why is that so crucial for every person and organization out there to really lead their life in that type of way? Because why not? You know, I, I, I write down every day in, in my journal, I've been doing this for, for quite some time now. Treat everyone you come in contact with as the most important person in the world. So I circle back to that. Why not? It, it, there's, there's no reason not to respect other people. There's no reason not to treat people with dignity and interest and, uh, and, and to value them the way that you would want to be valued yourself. Because, Dan, I, I look at everyone as an unofficial mentor, let alone the official mentors I've had in my life, because I can learn something from everyone I interact with, their accumulated experiences, their uh, wins, their challenges. And by doing so, it enables me to accelerate my own progress. And that may sound a little selfishly driven, but realistically it's with the intention and 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 just conscious effort of making sure that i'm delivering value to everyone that i come in contact with and i said this earlier eye contact and a smile active listening right out of the gates you put yourself in rarefied air regrettably because most people are distracted they're just waiting for their turn to speak um they're not making eye contact and actively listening, having that intellectual curiosity about you as a human being. So I feel that if that was everybody's way of operating, this world would be significantly more connected and in a, in a better spot. Oh, yeah, I agree 100% with you. And something that we have in common is stoicism as well. And, you know, a virtue that I live by that is justice and to do the right thing and the rest doesn't matter. The rest will take care of itself. And, you know, it's almost like karma too. Like you can 
give to someone, but don't expect to get something back from them. Know that the universe will give you something good in return. And maybe that's three months, six months down the line. But because you're doing those acts of service and those acts of good, that puts you at a good place. And it's something that we should all just do because why not, like you said, but also that's the right thing to do at the end of the day. And you know, we are better together. I've had some conversations on here talking about how you can't do everything alone. And especially like when you're younger, like I've felt like this for a while, like I can take on the world by myself. But that's something that I've learned as of recently that no, like you got to build your network, build relationships. And it's really not the destination that matters. Like we all have our goals that we want to hit. But it's really the journey and who you're becoming and those people that you meet along the way that really mean the most on this whole journey of life that we're all going through. Amazingly said, and I could not agree more. It's it's so rewarding to continue to meet more and more high character people, the people that their genuine intention is to uplift everyone around them and it it doesn't it really doesn't even take very much it, it it's to the simplicity of some of the things i've said already eye contact and a smile uh, listening to to another human being asking them questions about you know what they're doing why they're doing it why it's you know, what what are they looking to do and i think that collectively when we operate like that money, happiness, any measure of success, you know, that, that's that's individual, how you define that, comes as a natural byproduct. And the process and the day-to-day -day, uh, fulfillment that comes from just having these, these rich and, and meaningful relationships with, with other people, uh, I, I'm jacked up every single day to to have these conversations. And I'm, I'm really grateful that they are abundant in my life. I There's not a day that goes by where I don't have some tremendously impactful conversation with, with another person both ways. And that's why I've dedicated my life uh, and, and, and the mission to bringing that to the forefront, specifically in, in organizations and with leadership teams so that you know, we spend so much damn time at, at work and, and and doing these things that it should be an environment that you want to be there, that you're excited to be part of something bigger than yourself and, and helping your teammates and helping your organization create wins all around for the internal parties, let alone the clients and customers. Yeah, something that I'm really picking up throughout this conversation right now is that you are a sponge and a student of life still today in your 40s and you're constantly learning. And that's something that people will stop trying to do. They think they know everything, but you know that you don't know everything and there's always a next level to learn. And I'm curious, how do you inspire that in the organizations that you're mentoring? Yeah, well, I, I'm pretty selective in who I choose to work with to begin with. So, and that's come from experience as well. I've got a very thorough vetting criteria to make sure that I'm working with people that they have that growth mindset. They have that abundance mindset. They've done similarly to myself, 
type of work already, but the implementation and, and the, the belief isn't there. They just haven't been able to unlock that next level for themselves, which has made it difficult for them to do that for the, the teams that they are are working with and responsible for, for growing. So that's number one. Um, number two is you, you've, you've touched on this already, but leading by example, that's where the, the congruence has come into place for me and why I've had a lot, what I consider to be greater success and happiness and, and fulfillment in the last several years is I'm telling people, here's where I was, here's what I did, and here's the trajectory that what I'm doing now is, is uh, facilitating. So one of the bigger things is the, the journaling, the leading yourself, taking that inventory day after day after day. And part of that is to, to tie it together here. Every single day, one of the things I journal is my biggest lesson of the day. I walk out of every day with the intention of learning something of value because I know I don't know it all. And I want to just keep, give me the information. Give me the, give me the edge. What, what do I need? I, I need more. Give me something that's going to help me grow so that I can help other people do the same. And that's how I'm able to tie it into uh, you know, both my, my personal and professional life. Here's what I learned. Here's how I learned it. This, you told me you're struggling with something similar. Go here, do this uh, if you want to. And that's that's a caveat. You can only lead the horse to water. I'm never going to force feed it or preach or anything like that. I'm just going to tell you what I've experienced and what's done for me and others. So uh, you can take and, and make your own decision on how you want to uh, apply it or not apply. Mm, that's so good. And I love what you said about the horse. You can only lead it to the water. And that's something that I've had to learn is that like you have to set boundaries with people because you can only help someone so much. And at the end of the day, they have to make that decision to help themselves and they have to want it. And so, you know, you can give them all the tools, but again, they have to implement those tools like you've been saying. And, you know, that, that kind of leads to my next question as well as how do you build that strong culture that thrives together over time as like a community in a sense there's got to be a crystallized vision of of what that entails there has to be uh, a mission statement uh values it, it, there there has to be something compelling that resonates with people that they say oh wow i love that i want to be a part of that because you, you're not going to get people to maximize their potential, which means you're not going to get the organization uh, or, or whatever you're building to maximize its potential unless those things are clearly defined and people want to be a part of it without you having to force them to. I, I get asked a lot, hold me accountable. How do I hold people accountable? Yeah. I, you shouldn't have to. You know, granted, there can be support in um, in in helping people, but if you have to hold someone else accountable, or they're asking you to hold them accountable, they're not ready to 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 do what they need to do. They're certainly not going to uh, be operating at their their full capabilities. So, I think that 
you know, with with the the values and and the mission statements and and the the vision clearly defined, it's it's going to be a lot easier to uh, find the right people that are ready to accept those things. And regardless of the hardships in actualizing it, they're going to persevere because they want it on an emotional level, and they are surrounded by others that are supporting them. When inevitably you have some of those uh dips um whether that's internal or, or external challenges yeah i love that because i wrote down like you created the structure that pulls the right people in <laughs> like it, it's like all the right people they have the same values the same mindset and that's like a team that's going to collaboratively work together and you know get results and you know, hold each other accountable at the end of the day. And even if something does happen, like we're supposed to be self-accountable, sometimes things happen. And if you have like your team that you can lean on in a sense, and, you know, we're going to get each other's back when someone's having a bad day, you know, that's, that's where I see like, it's all about, and it starts by creating that structure, the values, the mission, like you stated. So I think that's spot on. And another spot on statement of yours is, being tough on standards but not people so i'd love to like explain more of that and what that looks like i, I love that you uh you picked that one out because it's uh one of the biggest uh modes of operating that i i coach in in the uh organizations that i work with and the, the people that i work with so there's a tendency, uh, from what I've seen, I think anyone listening can probably think about uh, a boss or an employer that has been demeaning in in a personal way to you when you're not performing to whatever they consider to be the uh, the expectation. So I strongly believe, and I've always operated this way when I've been an, an internal uh, employee in, in a leadership or a management position, that it's my responsibility to uphold the standards of, of whatever it is that's going to lead to wins all around. Those standards and those expectations have to be extremely explicit, clearly defined, and documented. Otherwise, there's this ambiguity here. You're just like, oh, you're not doing what you're supposed to. Well, you didn't tell me exactly what I'm supposed to. It's like, no, I did tell you. All right. Well, I I, I don't know. There's a lot of moving parts. It's show me where it's, you know, it's it's documented, etc. So I think that where we need to go with that is making sure that if people aren't meeting those clearly defined standards and expectations. It's not, hey, Dan, you stink, you suck. It's what's holding you back? Where, where are the gaps here? Am I not explaining it well enough? Do you need like what do you need from me to make sure that you are executing uh to your your full capability here within those standards and expectations? And then it becomes with individuals, is it a skill issue or is it a will issue? Mm. And if it's a skill issue, I find that that's on the, the organization not having a clearly uh, or, or a well-fleshed out enough training and development program for, for their, their team members. In a lot of cases, sometimes it's just that person regrettably isn't 
actually capable of picking up the skill. All right. If it's a will issue, those are the people that, yeah, it's not you're a bad person. It's like you just aren't the right fit for what we're trying to do. So I want to help you and I'll support you beyond what we're doing here. But now this this isn't the, the right time or, or place or, or team for you. So go find something that that is more in line with where your actions are going to match your words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm wondering like where what have you found that lack of execution comes from? I was thinking like a lack of communication somewhere, but that would also kind of fall under the skill of the organization delivering that communication and also receiving it from the individual. Um, I'm curious, like just like maybe one to three things that you've found to be the most um, things preventing that lack of execution. Yeah, I mean, communication is definitely one of them. Just verbally saying something, telling someone to do something, in a lot of cases, that's that's not what's going to get it done. I'm huge on documenting everything. It has to be very clear. It goes back to the values and missions and uh, vision. That stuff has to be front and center everywhere so everyone knows what we are actually trying to accomplish on the bigger scale, let alone in the the micro pieces of of the equation. So that's the other thing. It's communication, but it's also a lack of clearly defined and documented uh, standards of of operating here. Um, So those those are two big ones. And the third one, and, and this is largely in line with those, is because you're not clear about that, you're not clear about the roles and responsibilities, you're not clear about the characteristics, soft skills, as well as hard skills that are going to lead to success, you're just bringing the wrong people in, people that should have never been there in the first place uh, into the organization and expecting it to uh, to work out favorably. So a lot of what I do is like, you've got to have a comprehensive list of what are the characteristics of your top performers from a culture standpoint? Mm-hmm. What are the list of the top characteristics, skills from a, a productivity standpoint? You got to set your job descriptions as such. You got to set your, uh, your whatchamacallit, um, the... I guess job description for for the people that you're going to hire. You got to set your interview questions to vet those folks so you get it right or as close as you can up front, uh, rather than uh, just bringing the wrong people in to begin with and you being frustrated that they're not doing what you want them to do. And that is something that uh, a lot of organizations and leadership teams struggle with. Man, this is so valuable, and I'm listening to you right now, and it's like. It's all clicking on why Nike is so successful because I have their um, <laughs> their 10 principles on my wall over here from that Air Jordan movie. And I actually became inspired to start creating my own like Nova Fusion principles from an organizational standpoint. And like I'm taking some of the the ones on Nike, like we're always on offense all the time. And like that's something that I'm employing in my organization and what I'm doing. And so it just all makes sense when you have that structure set in place and you have those standards and 
you know, they are a company that, you know, promotes excellence and meeting those standards. And if you don't meet those standards, then they're going to find someone else that does meet those standards. And so that's what it is at the end of the day is not compromising on those standards that you set and that you agreed to. And I think part of that, and I know you would agree to this, is having a strong why and like what's going to actually push you to meet those standards and make those sacrifices if it's not worth that big why, then you're probably not going to do it at the end of the day. It's it's spot on. And and firstly, I love that you're doing this at this stage of your, your career because you set the foundation so well for, for what you are trying to build. Um, I, I think as a solopreneur at, at the moment, getting that out of the gates is going to be hugely beneficial for, for you and your growth um, and and the growth of the people that you bring into your orbit. So I just wanted to acknowledge that. And uh, I, I love that that's the case. Um, and yeah, it, you know, listen, Dan, I've, I've said these words so many times in my career and the words are, I want you to succeed. I want you to do the things that you say you want to do in on this team, in this organization. With that being said, if you're not willing to, on a long enough timeline, I'm going to find people that are going to meet those standards. What do we need to do to make sure that you are one of those people? And you know, regrettably, I've had to fire hundreds of people over the course of my, my career, and no less than half of them have thanked me as I'm relieving them of their employment, because I was upfront, I was supportive, I wasn't tough on them, I wasn't, you know, critical of them. I just, I knew what the standard was. I gave everything that I possibly could, asking directly, what do you need? What do you need? And delivering that. And in the very rare instances where that wasn't the case, quickly apologizing and, and correcting that. And and it, it it's it's noticed people largely respect you when you are investing in them in that capacity and you're straightforward with them uh in a non-judgmental way it's just this is what we agreed upon you know it we talked about it you saw on paper saying that you know this is these are the standards and expectations that you're willing to uphold and you're just you're, you're not doing it so then um, let me let me help you find something that's more in line with where your actions are going to match your words. You're going to be happier. You're going to make more money. Um, you're going to be a better position. So, then just everything through that lens of how do we how do we create wins all around? And some of that may be just parting ways in in, in different circumstances. Yeah, and the thing I love about it is you're so upfront and you do it with grace. And there's no like catching someone off guard like they know exactly what's coming if the standards aren't upheld and you told me you told me this was going to happen that was part of those conversations you said it. <laughs> yeah so it's like this like mutual respect at the end of the day like and you're trying to help still that's the thing it's like you're not just letting them go and like you know see you later like have a good life it's like you're still here with them to support and that's something that's special about you because I feel like a lot of people don't stay in contact after that and you know they have to let people go like you truly care and you know live with that servant's heart 
Yeah, no, thank you for for saying that. It's I had a recent example of, of exactly what we're talking about. Uh, this was, what was it, probably 11, 12 years ago at this point. And uh, this guy, Rath, reached out to me. He's in Kansas City now, and, and he's putting together something something big in the uh, hospitality industry. And he's like, Brett, he actually called me Godfather, uh, was, was his, uh, his, his name for me. The Godfather, thank you. You know, I didn't, I didn't love it at the time, but what you said to me as we were parting ways has resonated with me, and I was able to take that and apply it to my team and what I'm building here. And we're just we're knocking the cover off the ball. So thank you. And it's just funny that we're talking about this because this was. Uh, probably about three, four weeks ago at this point that I got that that message from him. Um, and it, it really is a case. It's like, you're not a bad person. Unless you are actively trying to mess with someone else's physical or mental well-being, you know, you're good to go. And in the, in the instances where you accidentally do it, being quick to apologize, fall on the sword, so to speak. Other than that, in my personal opinion, do what you got to do to uh to to gain your own happiness and and success and you know financial well-being whatever you you define as success uh just don't impede on anyone else's and ideally try to support everyone around you in doing the same and uh and why not i don't see any real reason why not i'm i'm open to hearing other uh other ways of why that's not in, in your best interest, but I've yet to be able to to find that to this point. Yeah. And man, I'm just loving this conversation, to be honest, like this is turning out so good. And I just love the the character and integrity that we're sharing with everyone today, because these are all traits that you can apply to your life today. You can be kind to someone you can go give them a compliment you can go smile to them you can treat others with respect and treat them how you want to be treated these are all things that you can do right now so i'm glad that it's it's almost a reminder it's not that people don't do this but sometimes we just like oh yeah i should do this a little bit more and the more we do it the more it becomes a habit and a practice and so i just love that like we're having this conversation today yeah, no, I, I, same here. I, I just, I enjoy speaking about these things. And, you know, people, there's so many distractions. People are are on autopilot. They're just, they're toggling back and forth. That's why the journaling was such a game changer for me. Get it out of my head, get it onto paper, objectively evaluate, and then put the team around me, my cognitive behavioral therapist, my, you know, my, my coaches, my mentors, I've got, uh, you know, again, mutual friend, Joey Morgan, my brother, we have a weekly accountability call on life and business. So you, 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 we're all responsible for ourselves, but you can also put the, the pieces in places around us that are going to help support and uh, point out some of the blind spots that, that exist. But writing it down, man, getting out of your head and really being outwardly or well, inner focused allows you to then be outwardly focused because you can operate with intention. Uh, and that's a big one for me. If, if, if you look on my LinkedIn, intentionality, collaboration, 
elevation. If we're operating with intention of what we're trying to achieve, how we're looking to show up in the world, we're collaborating with good people, high character people around us, growth mindset oriented people. We're all going to elevate and we're going to elevate the people around us, family, friends, uh, employees. Uh, I, I just, I really believe in this model in life and business of everyone come along let's all win uh and and win big and support each other when inevitably we take those losses that are externally or internally uh inflicted yeah yeah and another trait that i wanted to highlight of yours that uh something that i highly value myself is how you embody this fusion philosophy as i like to say and and in other words it's how you model from the best and you create your own unique ways of operating. So I'd love for you to like explain your version of that and how you, you know, employ it in your life. Yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome that you said that as well. It's to me, the, there's no shortcuts, but I, I would look at it as a cheat code. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people doing a lot of great things in this world. They have done, they're currently doing, they will do. So it's it's also why I said I look at it, at everyone as an unofficial mentor, but there are certain people that are official mentors, and it all starts once again with what are you trying to accomplish? What do you want to do in your life and in your business? And having a very clearly defined, documented uh, representation of that. Okay, now that I know that. Who's doing that already? Who's out there that I respect, that I trust, that I want to emulate, that's operating uh, at the highest levels possible in those particular areas? Now I have the choice of, okay, what type of communication or what type of insights can I garner from them? And that can be free resources like social media content or you know, great podcasts like like you've got going on here. It can be, you know, uh, they have a a boot camp, a course, a workshop that I can I can gain that knowledge from. Or if if you're capable of it and you will really want to invest in yourself, and you know, it, it's it's scary at times uh, making a somewhat uh, intangible investment into into something. It's not a physical product. It's Hey, you know, uh, Craig Siegel, David Meltzer, whomever, um, I'm going to pay to have a direct audience with you so I can get that feedback from you. Uh, you're going to you're going to learn from the people who have uh, as you know, I, David Meltzer is a good example. I invested in working with him for uh, a year and change. Uh, he calls it we paid the dummy tax. Like I already did it. I, I fell on my face. I got punched in, in the jaw here's what you need to do to avoid that. And that is so damn valuable in accelerating the, the process of going from where you are to where you want to be. So then I look at that as, as a cheat code. And we live in a, a great world these days where it's available in all different iterations. It's just, it's, it's your responsibility to figure out what it is that you want to do, who's doing it. And, how am I going to take that and apply it, get in the arena, get those data points and make the uh, course corrections where needed based off of 
facts, figures, experiences, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really like my formula to success and winning at life in a sense is just finding the best and, you know, modeling that and creating your own system. And, you know, there's a caveat to that though, because we look at the people that are executing at a high level. Some of those people figuring this out is like, they don't have that high character that we're talking about today, but they're still very successful. So you have to be careful about who you're modeling because you can pick up the wrong traits that they use to get to that success. And it's not so much about the success that we're modeling. It's about the person and their traits that got them to that success. So that's something that, you know, I'm now being more aware of as I've picked this lesson up in the past year or so is like, okay, yeah, this person seems great. Like they have, they're killing it on social media. They look awesome. But when you go and peel back the layers, you see some things that kind of disappoint you. <laughs> so yeah. Gotta I think be it, it's it's that we look at we look at the world and we look at people through that lens of trust and and respect. So inevitably, you're going to get burned, and I've been burned plenty of times uh, in in my life by trusting people that I, I probably shouldn't have because I'm looking at what I want to see, and that's that's the best. And even those people, they've got some great qualities and 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 characteristics, but that that integrity you know that that genuine desire to create wins all around it's it's much more self-serving in, in a lot of cases than it is in that uh with the, with that altruism let's let's call it but i'd still rather operate that way and now you know not be like not jaded i they didn't do it to me i did it to myself by not having a thorough enough vetting process or enough experience in how to go about doing that. But now I'm not going to make that mistake ideally. And I'm also going to help other people that uh, not make that mistake, which is great that you brought that point up um, because yeah, it's um, yeah, that people can be predatory um, for, for their own best interests and uh, it's regrettable, but some of their stuff when utilized properly can still be effective within the, the context of integrity in, in your operating procedures. Yeah, definitely. And I like how you pointed out that like you take accountability for that. It's not their fault that they're doing some things. It's it's the vetting process. And that's just a lesson learned and, you know, going forward for next time. So just simple as that. Keep moving forward. If you're going to take some big swings, you're going to get some strikes as well. So it's just you you live and you learn at that point, but don't let that stop you from pursuing another mentor that could drastically change your life because you think they might screw you over for whatever reason. Like, don't let those fears stop you from those opportunities. That's like the message I want to hammer home with that <laughs> since I brought yeah. it up. <laughs> no, it's, it's exactly right. Uh, no need for me to elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we're talking about doing great things. You're doing great things out here and you published your book, Everyday People, Extraordinary Sales Success. Congratulations on, you know, getting that out there because I know writing a book is definitely a process to do. And I'm curious, like, what's one of your favorite sales secrets out there? I love that. And thank you. Uh, it was exciting. It was 30 years in the making and finally got it uh, across the finish line or the starting line, whatever line. Um one of my one of my favorite things, and and this comes from 
uh, Meltzer as, as well, um, and we've touched on it thematically a lot today, be more interested than interesting. When you are asking questions, you're actively listening, you're going to find out what people need. And if you're able to deliver that direct solution to them, you're of tremendous value and people are going to pay for that solution that you provide. Similarly to what we were talking about right before this, the other piece of that is if you are not actually capable of it, don't take people's money to line your own pockets. Create a network of other great individuals that can solve different problems and, and have solutions for people so that you can act what I call, uh, you can act as what I call the concierge of the solution. I'm not the guy by either my admission or your admission, but I got Dan over here and Dan is fits what you're talking about to a T. By being more interested than interesting, not just chirping about how great you are and all these amazing things that you've done and no. What do you need? Here's directly how I solve that. How would you like to proceed? That to me is, has gone a long way towards taking the pressure off of, of both parties and leaving room for people to make their own decision, whether to buy rather than selling them. That That's what it's all about right there. Like you just nailed the, nailed it on the head. So I'm not even going to try and combat or, follow that up um yeah this this has just been so like interesting because i haven't had these types of conversations it's more of like the health and wellness space but it's something that you know mindset strategy it's something that we all need to optimize our life so i love that we're doing this today and it's just been incredibly valuable so thank you for your time here and we're gonna start to wrap things up so i got one last question for you and it's one that I just love hearing. So what's been one of the greatest lessons or piece of advices that you received on your journey that really made like that big impact on you to get to like a next level or transform your life? Yeah, uh, the best thing that I've I've heard is the cost of inaction. It's It's something that change the trajectory of my life, change the trajectory of my family's life in the sense that when when Craig Siegel said that uh, on one of our uh, CLS calls, I was already contemplating making this, this taking this big swing. Um, yeah, I got a mortgage. I got two new kids. Uh, I don't know how to start a business. I know what I want. And I know that I have a compelling vision and a compelling why, but I was scared. And as much as I understood, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway, uh, I was still stuck by my internal and external factors. The cost of inaction, like I'm paying a price right now by not taking this swing. And once I heard that and I executed on it, my life, uh, and I've, I've had a really great life, I'll, I'll say, it's, it's never been better. I am having so much fun in this life of service and adventure. And uh, I'm forever grateful for receiving that particular uh, phrase and guidance in, in, in my life.
Yeah. And it's, it's funny how things will hit you at the right exact time when you need to hear it. So you can take that step and get that transformation. It sounds like that's exactly what happened to you. And, you know, there's always an opportunity cost to whatever we're doing. So that's one of the reasons why I stopped Netflix and video games. I used to watch video game or play video games like all the time, but I realized that I could be productive in that hour that I'm playing. And that's some time that I'm never going to get back. So I can either get some results or I can get nothing done in a sense. So it's like, okay, what which is better to do here? So, you know, it, it kind of like is the same theme of like the cost of inaction, the inaction of not doing the thing that you know you should be doing and holding yourself accountable in that sense. So I love that we're wrapping it up with that. And so now let us know how we can support you i'm gonna put the book link in the show notes below so it's very easy for everyone to grab and i'd just love to know like what else that you have going on right now or something that you're looking forward to that we can get involved with yeah thank you uh this has been a tremendous conversation uh so right now i am working on generating additional uh, speaking opportunities on some of the bigger stages keynotes, uh, corporate workshops, corporate retreats. So anyone that's listening that you feel like I can add value to you, your teams, uh, please reach out in, in any capacity, let alone that capacity. Um, and I, I just, I'd love to help well, wherever I'm capable of helping you. Yeah. Uh, social media, LinkedIn is my preferred uh, social media platform of choice. So um, find me there and let's have a conversation. Awesome, man. Well, I hope you get some uh, speaking opportunities out of this and just overall some great relationships and connections. So again, thank you so much for being here today. Brett, your wisdom is just out of this world business wise and even just like life. Like you are such an amazing guy. You lead by example with your kindness and willingness to do the right thing. And the world is a brighter and better place because of you. I highly value our friendship and I'm excited to continue growing with you. Thank you. And everything you said is right back at you, my friend. Are you ready to take charge of your health and transform your life? Well, get ready because we have the solution for you. Introducing the Nova Fusion 21 Day Wellness and Resilience Challenge. The ultimate program designed to stack massive momentum, achieve peak performance, and spark your transformation. In just 21 days, you can experience a total wellness revolution. Our challenge is jam-packed with daily inspiration, education, downloadable resources, and exciting challenges to keep you fired up and on track. But that's not all. When you join the challenge, you'll also become a member of our exclusive Nova Fusion family. Together, we'll support and uplift one another as we continue to grow and thrive. Unlock the secrets of the world's best wellness and resilience practices to stay mentally and physically fit for a lifetime. From renewing healing practices to transformative high-performance techniques, we've got you covered. And here's something that sets us apart. I believe in these practices so much that I'm offering a money-back guarantee. That's right, if you don't see results, you can get your money back so you have absolutely nothing to lose but everything to gain. 
So what are you waiting for? Take advantage of this limited time opportunity right now. Go to novafusion.co slash challenge to sign up and embark on the journey of a lifetime. Let's spark your transformation together. I can't wait to see you on the other side.